What's going on guys, Philosopher here and welcome back to FGC Philosophy. Uh, this is where we talk about all kinds of fighting game stuff, how to level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We talk about topics that are important to us as community members or what's going to help us grow as a community. And this topic I feel falls into a weird middle ground, right? It's all fighting game topics tonight. However, there's a lot of potential in this conversation, but there's also a lot of confusion and fear, and I don't have all the answers, but I'm gonna talk about it from my point of view, share what I know, maybe give a little bit more insight on the situation, and we'll go from there. I'm kind of excited to talk about this, but there's still a lot of uh, figuring out that we're gonna have to do this. There's, there's gonna be some wait and see, so to speak, but let's, let's just talk about it, right? The big thing, the big elephant in the room is that EVO, EVO, Evolution, the fighting game staple. Uh, for those who don't know what EVO is, EVO, Evolution, it's basically the Olympics of fighting games. Everyone from around the world joins together, usually in Las Vegas, to compete in fighting games on the main stage. Now, normally these games have started to become more and more hand-picked by the EVO staff and it's mainly been more mainstream games for the most part until COVID hit and that changed and there was supposed to be an online tournament that I think, yeah, it definitely got canceled because of, uh, I don't wanna get into the details, you can you can look into this, but basically one of the former members of EVO, one of the staff members, the founding fathers, so to speak, got into a lot of trouble and did some very terrible things that came back to bite them that happened years ago. Maybe it was still happening, I don't know about that. Either way though, Tom and Tony Cannon, they were also co-founders, they're also the creators of GGPO, for those who may not know that. Uh, they are still involved in EVO. And they, along with Sony, put out a, a joint statement that I will read for you guys just so you know the verbatim. Uh, and it goes as follows. EVO would not be possible without the collective passion and collaboration of the fighting game community. And we're deeply grateful for your dedication over the past 25 years. We know last year was challenging due to the pandemic and the circumstances surrounding the cancellation of EVO Online involving a former team member who has been completely separated from our company. Good call. We want to reaffirm that harassment or abuse of any kind has no place within EVO or any other future events and we're taking every precaution to make sure our community will always be treated with the respect, dignity, and decency you deserve. Quick side note guys, my nose is stuffed up. I'm feeling really sick. I don't think it's COVID or anything like that, but if you hear me sounding stuffed up or, or talking weirder than normal, that is why. I'm sure I'll be okay in the future, but just heads up on that one. Let's get back to this. In order to deliver on the trust you have all put in EVO, we realize that we need an experienced strategic partner who truly respects the spirit of the FGC. This is why we're excited to announce that EVO has become part of the joint partnership of Sony Entertainment, Sony Interactive Entertainment and RTS. The new partnership is committed to bringing amazing tournaments and competitive gaming experiences back to you this year and beyond. We're thrilled to work with the teams at PlayStation and RTS to bring you EVO 2021 online this August. More information on the event will follow. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for your continued support. Tony and Tom Cannon. Wow, there you go. That is a statement from Tony and Tom Cannon. So not only did 
Sony basically become a sponsor, so to speak. You know, I think the way it's being framed is that they acquired Evo, and I don't know exactly if they own the rights to Evo. There hasn't been any uh, legal paperwork that I've seen stating as much, but it sounds like they're essentially a huge sponsor that's invested in making sure this is a success. So uh, there's one thing that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about that I feel like we should just go ahead and clarify before we even move on, uh, and that is what is RTS? I had never heard of it before, and I had not heard anybody explaining it that talked about this whole entire situation. So let me just quickly explain that from what I know from a little bit of research that I did. RTS is a new esports venture backed by investors including global entertainment, sports, and content company Endeavor. With expertise spanning esports, event management, brand and development consulting, and gaming talent management, RTS is led by CEO Stuart Saw, previously Endeavor's SPV of esports. So this is essentially someone that specializes in esports entertainment. Uh, this is probably a company that's kind of joint owned by Sony that, that kind of is sponsored by Sony, so to speak, or, or fathered by, by Sony in order to uh, work on a side project. Kind of like how YouTube is owned by Google. Google is the father company and YouTube is essentially like, I think it's called a sister company. I can't remember the terms. I don't, I don't know the terminology, okay? So I'm not, I'm not a business expert by any means. Uh, but YouTube is owned by Google, just like Twitch is owned by Amazon. It was acquired. It wasn't originally created by Google, but it was acquired and funded by Google now. Uh, YouTube is what I'm talking about. Twitch, same thing with, with Amazon. And then there's tons of businesses that do this kind of stuff, just like Instagram is owned by Facebook, yada, yada, yada. It, it goes on and on and on. So this is a pretty normal practice. Uh, it, it allows them to essentially protect the main company while also focusing the efforts of a specific company on that and just put money into it. And hopefully that money generated from putting into it creates a surplus to go back into the original investment. Plus the main business or the, the RTS, for example, is now uh, making and sustaining its own money, but also has that cushion from a bigger company to help them out if they need a new project or have a new idea or need to take out a loan, so to speak. They don't have to go to a bank, they go, hey, we have this idea, we pitch it to them, they give us money if they like it, boom. So that is what I believe RTS is, and that's probably the main company that's going to be working with Evo and Tom and Tony Cannon. That's my speculation right now. I think also that's really good. I haven't done a lot of research into how successful they've been and what events they've actually run or covered. Uh, so that's something that remains to be seen, but I, I'm kind of excited because they're, they're really putting energy into this. And so, I want to give a huge shout out to, to Big Sif. He actually recommended some questions for me that I want to talk about as well. Uh, and it's hard to answer some of these questions because there's not a lot of information out there. However, I do think that it's important to talk about my opinions as, as, along with the fact that the FGC feels certain kinds of ways. And I'll talk about that as I get into my points as well. So shouts out to Big Sif for asking me these questions. I'm really excited to dig into this and hopefully we can come out of this with a little bit more hopefulness than not. And then I'll get into also CPT a little bit later on. That's also kind of a big deal, the Capcom Pro Tour, but I want to stick to Evo for right now and then we'll switch over to that topic later on. Okay, so the first thing is, will it help the FGC grow? Now, I, I've seen a lot of conversations online talking about how this is the end of grassroots FGC. And I don't understand this argument at all. And I really want to get some feedback on this from the community because I, I really think it's a dumb argument. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just, with as little information that's out there 
and with the fact that there's tons of other tournaments, I don't understand this argument that Grassroots FGC is dead, because EVO hasn't really been super grassroots for the last 5 to 10 years in my opinion. I've never been to an EVO, I've been to tons of other big tournaments uh, all around the country. I've been to Combo Breaker, I've been to Frosty Foulstings, I've been to Summer Jam, I've been to uh, Michigan Masters, Yomacon, smaller tournaments like ComboCon. Uh, I've I've been to big and small tournaments, I've run my own tournaments, I've also worked in the esports arena where I ran a few fighting game tournaments as well, and I, I don't understand how someone can say that uh, <laughs> Crashroots is dead because one tournament is now owned by a major company or is backed by a major company. So I, I want to address that one first off because I think that's the silliest argument and there's not really much of an argument to be made for that uh, because there's no evidence presented and, and even if you take EVO out of the equation, there's tons of other grassroots tournaments. So I really, I just, I think some people are really emotionally attached and are irrational with EVO because of what EVO represents to them and what EVO was and what they remember EVO being. But EVO hasn't been those things, you know, <laughs> it hasn't been what I think a lot of people have in their head. It's like a lot of boomers who have this perception of like, oh, you know, my kid is still really young and a kid He's like, nah, dude, your kid's like 40 now. <laughs> They're not a kid anymore. Just like with this, it's like if you want grassroots to be grassroots, then go make it grassroots. Like it really, really bothers me. And I don't want to rant on this too long, so I'm sorry. But it really bothers me when people say that. Oh, the FGC isn't grassroots anymore. You can start a grassroots tournament. You want grassroots? Go find you a venue. Go run a tournament. Grassroots. Bam. No money invested into it. See how far you get trying to do that for a long time. I run a grassroots tournament. But the, just the fact that people complain about this kind of stuff just doesn't make sense. Because how are you going to complain about something if you're not putting in the effort yourself? And then if you're putting in the effort to maintain grassroots, then it's still grassroots. So... Either way, it's a silly argument because you're maintaining what you want or you're not doing anything about it and you need to shut up. So that said, I personally think that it does have the potential to help the FGC grow because what we lack is exposure. Our viewership in terms of other competitive games is trash, trash. Look at the numbers, don't get your feelings hurt. Compared to other competitive games, our viewership is bad. We as a community support it, but we don't do a good job of promoting it to non-fighting game people for whatever reason. I don't exactly know why that is. I have a few speculations, but a big part of it is the amount of money that goes into it. Also, the amount of prize pool that goes into it. There's a lot of money in other competitive games, so hopefully if they're going to be investing into this, they can kind of sweeten the pot to make it more enticing for the players to compete so they can win thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars like other teams do when they're competing uh, in League of Legends and Dota and CSGO and uh, Valorant and Overwatch. These guys are making bank off the winnings of these tournaments, and that's huge. But that also brings in a viewership because the, the stakes are higher. So that's speculation on my side that I can admit, but I hope that if they're getting involved, they're not just going to increase the production, they're also going to increase the payout for the players that are competing, and possibly more players getting paid rather than just a normal top three or top eight. Maybe more players can get paid, which means that it's more sustainable for more players to do this as a living. Because most of our pro players, they don't make a lot of money from the winnings and they don't make a lot of money from their sponsors. Normally their sponsors just pay them to go from place to place and compete. The sponsors for a lot of professional players, or I guess maybe I should put that in quotation marks, uh, not throwing any shade, it's just they themselves talk about how little they make sometimes. You know, some of the biggest, best players, maybe they make a good amount of money, but uh, a lot of them 
um, still have day jobs and they're sponsored players because the only thing that's being covered is the fees for registration, the travel fees. Sometimes not even the travel fees are fully covered. It's like, here's a registration fee, here's a hotel. You got to pay for your own food. You got to pay for your own travel. Uh, it, it depends on the sponsor and how willing they are to pay. So they're not making a lot of money. So maybe more winnings, right? This is just Evo. This is just one tournament. So I also don't think that, you know, yes, it does have the potential to help the FGC grow, but only to some degree. I think the biggest way you can help the FGC grow is by getting the name of fighting games out there to non-fighting game players so that the spectators can actually uh, enjoy the show kind of, you know, have a better production quality or have better marketing. I don't know what it takes to help get the viewership out there, but that's how I think they can help the FGC grow. I think the FGC does a great job of marketing to the FGC right now. And so I think I'm seeing this with blinders on because I'm so used to watching FGC content. However, I really enjoy Street Fighter League, especially season three. And I don't think that Street Fighter League was super FGC, but it was still very FGC because you had someone like Rob TV and you had Tasty, you had the personalities there, like Vicious, right? It, it the, the personalities helped keep it FGC, but the production quality was so good and felt very esportsy. You know, a little cringy at times, but they got better over the years. You know, Street Fighter League 1 was the most awkward. Street Fighter League 2 was a little less awkward. Street Fighter League Season 3 was the best by far. And, and part of it might have been because of the whole social distancing thing, so the format had to change a little bit so that they could not sit so closely to each other. Uh, but I also thought that was kind of cool the way it looked. So they did a great job of adjusting to this terrible situation. So do I think it will help the FGC? I think maybe, I think maybe it could help the FGC. The other thing that I'm not seeing anybody talk about in terms of how it could help the FGC or how it could help fighting games, maybe not specifically the FGC, is the fact that Tony and Tom Cannon are still involved with EVO. But do not forget that Tony and Tom Cannon are also, also involved with Riot and their fighting game that we haven't had any updates on. So my question is, is Sony and Riot going to get into bed together and do something together is the new fighting game going to be on playstation as well as pc we know it's going to be on pc i'm fairly confident it's going to be on pc i'm fairly confident it's going to have good netcode too but will it be at evo will it be announced at evo will they partner together somehow will it be a console exclusive right pc and ps4 only kind of like street fighter 4 is that possible? Hugely speculative, but again, Tony and Tom Cannon are still staying on as advisors for EVO and they're also advisors for the Riot fighting game. I wonder if any of this was those two guys pulling any strings, right? Because they're, they're pretty smart people. You know, I think a lot of them want to look at Tom and Tony Cannon as, as, as grassroots, which they helped create grassroots. But if you look at any of the founding fathers of technology or, or business, they scale up, they grow, they get bigger, they have grander dreams, they get more grandiose with what they have accomplished. 
What's more grandiose than Tom and Tony Cannon, some of the founding fathers of EVO, working with Sony and Araya fighting game and EVO all together? Like, again, I, I feel like I should have a tinfoil hat on my head at this point, but it, in my head, it makes more sense than people talking about grassroots is dead. That's, that's silly. That's silly to me. So I think that for me personally, I think it's a wise business choice for Sony to get involved in fighting games. I do have some concerns about how they are going to portray fighting games and the, I think when people say grassroots, they really more so mean authenticity and personality because I don't know what the hell else they mean. What do you mean when you say grassroots? That's such a vague term uh, because we still have the personalities. We still have the commentators. I think they were afraid that like commentators wouldn't be on there, but Tom and Tony Cannon are still there. They know who would be great commentators. They know who would be great hosts. They know a lot about how to run fighting games. Why keep them on if they're not going to take their advice? Like, yes, there is a time, there, there are times where you have conflict, creative differences and stuff like that, but Sony has done a pretty good job of letting people do what they want. If you acquire Kojima, <laughs> you know Hideo Kojima and let him make a fighting game and he he doesn't complain about it or anything like I, I feel like this it, it isn't a stretch to think that Sony's going to be okay with letting Tom and Tony Cannon work with RTS the the company not not the game genre to to make the next Evo this online one I think is more going to be information for Sony and RTS more than anything else uh, because there might be more online tournaments even after we get done with the pandemic. Because if better games have better net code, that means that they can do more qualifiers without spending more money on overhead on physical locations like other games do, like other tournaments do. Rocket League has tons of online tournaments before the pandemic. League of Legends had you know online qualifiers before the pandemic. A lot of games had online qualifiers, but fighting games have been notoriously bad notoriously bad with netcode and i've been very 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 generous with my critiques on online netcode until very recently after playing strive so uh as someone who is has defended fighting games in the past for having okay netcode i'm the one that has to admit that that's a huge reason why i think we're behind is because our netcode is also trash a lot of people quit and you know if enough people are complaining about something they might not be irrational. It might be a rational thing. Top level players are complaining about it. Now, I still do have disagreements with top level players on certain topics, but when it comes to netcode and getting better at fighting games, the better you are at a fighting game, the easier it is to recognize the netcode is bad. And also the more frustrating it gets when you do lose because of not your own skill or your opponent's skill, but because of the connection of the game, like because the quality of the game is trash to some degree. So that's kind of frustrating. So in terms of what grassroots means to me, it's really hard to answer that question because I'm not sure. When I think grassroots, I think a tournament that's run by a bunch of dudes and they run it wherever they can, right? And they, you know, grassroots doesn't always mean having a good commentator or having commentators at all. You know, grassroots means that you might have people eating food that don't even play fighting games in the same venue as you because you're sharing a venue with like a, a bookstore, comic bookstore, game store, a bar, you know, an arcade, whatever. That's grassroots in my mind. Evo isn't grassroots anymore. It, the only reason it's grassroots is because it helped establish fighting games. But I think for me, my, my perception of grassroots is probably different from most people. 
So it, it's hard to say because I, I'm more curious to know what grassroots means to other people at this point. But I, I think that is a great question that was proposed for me. But nonetheless, I do think that is a good question. So all in all, personally, I'm excited for the potential of what this means because there's so much potential and there's so many unknowns that it's hard for me to have an opinion specifically about one way or the other. Uh, what I don't like to do, what I don't like doing is creating an opinion having an emotional reaction to that opinion and then staying locked into that opinion regardless of what new information comes out, right? I see a lot of people out here already afraid for the future of, of Evo and talking about crazy terms like grassroots FGC is dead that I think is ridiculous. I don't care if you're a top level player or you're new to the FGC. If you're saying grassroots FGC is, is dead, that is stupid to me. Uh, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that's just my opinion on, on the matter. If you disagree, bring some evidence to the table as to why that's a justifiable reaction. Uh, I think the concern is valid, but there's no evidence to get angry about it. There's no evidence saying that, F, that grassroots is dead. Uh, so if you have information that contradicts my opinion, feel free to share it. But otherwise, I think that's a silly opinion. I think that we should wait and see what happens. I'm excited to learn more information. And as that information unfolds, my opinion will change. But for right now, I think this is a good thing. I think this is more potentially good for the FGC than bad. Uh, but I also think it's going to have to take a lot of people disconnecting from what their perception of Evo is or was versus what it can be now. Because I, I think a lot of people are pigeonholing the potential of Evo because of what they have experienced in the past, what they think Evo should, should be, right? You know, oh, Evo should be this, Evo should be that. If Evo is this, I'm not happy. It's like, you know, people who, who are very big comic book nerds and they go and see a movie like Transformers, or, you know, I grew up watching the Transformers cartoons. I think the movies are trash, but I think they're trash because I'm comparing it to the cartoons. I also think that those movies are trash because the storyline just doesn't make sense and they focus too much on the people. However, that is my opinion and there are tons of people that disagree with that and there are millions of dollars that the movie has made that would say that I'm wrong. Uh, the movie is apparently not trash because enough people like it for it to make millions and millions of dollars. So it, it might just be a case of this isn't for you or you need to just let go of what your perception of it is in order for you to enjoy it. I think it's one of those two things, right? So in terms of Evo, again, to just recap here, because this is an exciting topic for me and I'm trying not to be all over the place with it. I'm trying to be articulate with what I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm also trying not to be mean to people because I've seen some ridiculous like flagrant statements that just have no grounds and no evidence versus the things that I've said make sense. There's a potential for Riot and, and Sony and Evo to have a collaboration, right? That is a legitimate statement that has some ground in reality because there are connecting factors that being Tony and Tom Cannon being involved in these, these projects, right? I don't think it's outlandish to say that the right at finding game is going to have good netcode considering they hired the two people that created GGPO. I don't think it's ridiculous to say that Riot and Sony or even Evo and uh, Evo and Riot or Evo Riot and RTS, maybe not Sony directly, but RTS might be involved to promote the new Riot fighting game, right? Because 
Riot is great at promoting their game. Sony is great at promoting their game. RTS and EVO are great at promoting fighting games or, you know, esports and fighting games, respectfully. I don't think that's outlandish because there's a connector there, right? That makes sense. Is it possible that I'm wrong? Absolutely. But it would be a smart choice for all those companies to go that route, right? Like, do you disagree? If you disagree, let me know why. Again, this is me sharing my opinion, but I'm welcome to being proven wrong if you have some information that contradicts it. Uh, let's move on to the other topic, as I think, I think I've hit all the points I wanted to hit. Again, shout out to Big Sif for sharing the questions that he had. Uh, actually, you know what's funny is that I didn't read I didn't memorize, I read them. I didn't memorize all the questions, so maybe I subconsciously remembered them, uh, but I kind of naturally flowed through all the questions that he asked without realizing that I answered all the questions. So uh, I'll try my best to put timestamps on there, but I kind of just flowed from one point to the other. <laughs> Anyways, the other little bit of information that I'll spend some time talking about is CPT, the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, one, they, they announced two skins. They look pretty cool, but they're for G and Seth, and I don't play either of the characters, and it's not my style, so I, I recommend checking them out. Uh, but the more important thing is that CPT is a go, and it's going to be another online tournament, which that's not a surprise. I think that's the best way to go about it right now, <laughs> and that's okay. Oh, one last bit of information that I do want to share with you right now with EVO is the four games that they have announced, and there's going to be more announced later on. So they have Street Fighter V, no surprise there. Mortal Kombat 11, Tekken 7, and Guilty Gear Strive. From what I understand, Tekken 7 is going to be on PC. Uh, which is pretty cool in my opinion. I think that PC games, they load faster. I think PC is the way that we might want to be moving towards in terms of fighting games. I know it's more clunky, but for esports events, I think it makes more sense, personally. Uh, you may disagree. Uh, for the grassroots tournaments, yeah, you know, bring in your setups. Yes, that's fine. But I do think my Street Fighter V definitely runs better on PC. I have it on PC and I have it on PS4, first off. So I, I know what I'm talking about here. They also did say that I believe that Sony is okay with Smash Brothers being at EVO. I think they welcomed it on their side. However, if people are mad that Nintendo isn't... if if people are mad that Smash Bros isn't at EVO, don't take your anger out on EVO or RTS or Sony. Take it out on Nintendo. I've talked about this in the past. I have I have episodes explaining why I don't buy Nintendo products anymore. And it's because they make some business deals that I don't morally agree with. So I don't support Nintendo that way. I still play old games. I named my son Link, Lincoln, so I love Zelda, I love Legend of Zelda, it's a classic game to me, it has a very near and dear place in my heart, but I'm not going to support future business ventures of Nintendo until I see that they've changed the way they're conducting themselves and the way they're treating their consumers. So, that said, last thing is, those are the games that are coming out now, there are more games coming out, so if people are concerned about favoritism of specific games, uh, they seem pretty open. Now, I'm not going to be surprised if they have more console-exclusive games because that is something... I'm sorry, I'm finding new things to talk about here. I, I do think you might see a new era of fighting game exclusives on Sony and PC. That's the only thing that I think is possible, but I, I think that's highly, highly speculative right now. I think that's a little bit too early to say, but I would, if I was Sony, I would try to do that. So if you're interested in registering for the EVO tournaments, uh, I will put a link down below with the information in case you're curious. Since it's online, 
I say why not try it? Doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are, give it a go. It's a tournament. Uh, if it's not super expensive, I don't see any pricing information just yet. But yeah, check it out. But yeah, the last bit of information is going to be Capcom Pro Tour, CPT. Uh, I know they're doing their online qualifiers and everything like that. I'm going to post the schedule down below. I I'm not really feeling one way or the other with CPT. It seems like it's just business as usual. It's just an online tournament, uh, which they already, you know, they've, they've done that kind of stuff during the pandemic. So I don't really have too much to say on that other than, hey, if you're interested in Street Fighter or want to compete in Street Fighter, there's going to be a, uh, I think, I'm in the Midwest. I believe there's a Midwest qualifier coming up here. So if you're interested in that one, go ahead and register for that. I'll put links down below. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this overall. I think it's a great move um, because we still get tournaments. We still get action. We still get competing. The net code isn't that great, and I understand that. However... You gotta take what you got. If you were interested in fighting games, if you love Street Fighter, play it. If you don't, no harm, no foul. There's no need to be toxic about it. Express that you don't like a game or, you know, talk to the Capcom people and ask for netcode and keep, you know, being respectful about it. You know, not death threats or being toxic or insulting people. Just because the netcode is bad and you invested, you know, anywhere between $30 to $60 does not give you the right to harass game developers or studios because you think their game is bad. If you're one of those people, please unfollow me because I don't want to associate with people who are harassing game developers uh, or game publishers. I am a former game developer and I just want to take a second to say, if you're insulting people or death threatening or you're being toxic to people because you, you think you have the right to be an asshole to somebody else because you spent some money on a game and it's not what you wanted, get your money back and don't support the game. Like, why are you being an asshole about it? I saw someone a long time ago when Mortal Kombat came out. They tagged at Ed Boon, said, I returned your game. This game is trash. Why? Why do you have to be an asshole? These people spend hours and hours of their lives working on this game to make it the best that they can be with what they have. And you do something like that? Do not associate with me, please. Because I do not want to be your friend if you are being an asshole to someone just because you bought something and you didn't like it. You have the option of getting your money back or trading it in or selling it or something like that to make some money back from it. Uh, but harassing people, never cool in my book. So that said, I'm personally excited for Evo. Will I attend anytime soon? Probably not until you know I make more money and they are in person again. I will, if I can, scheduling permitting, enter the tournament though. Because why not? I might go 0-2, but I'm going to try not to. I'm going to make it as high as I can. I encourage you guys to join me and do the same thing. Again, links will be down below. Thank you so much to everyone who has followed me and participated in these conversations, who DM me and ask questions. I have another episode coming out very, very soon that I'm super excited uh, with the dude Tule, who talked to me about SNK and one of the shareholders of SNK and uh, the, the Axe that this person, the, I would say war crimes, if that this person has done. Assassinations, it's, it's kind of crazy. So stay tuned for that episode next Sunday. Thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.